0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown show on 1067 Buzz 2.
1: Inside the 15 Bears want to go quickly. Fake the handoff. Outside they go. Richmond. Stutter step. At the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown for the third time. Christian Richmond's got a hat trick. And the Bears take the lead, how about it?
0: Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap the previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football.
1: Third and long here for Braylon Smith. Will they throw on third down? Nope, Hale up the middle. 20, 15, 5, touchdown, Central Arkansas! Jerry on top, Darius Hale, his seventh of the season. The freshman is feasting.
0: The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road.
1: Hudson, part of a three-receiver set to the right side. They're going to hand it off to Hale. He's going to go left side. At the five, four, three, two, touchdown! Central Arkansas, Darius Hale for the third time tonight. Hat trick for Last out and Darius. Hale gets the first of his career tonight and the Bears are cruising.
0: And also brought to you in part by Splash Car Wash, AT&T, Highland Dairy, Conway Corp, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Conway Regional, DDS Dentures and Implants, HD Roofing and Construction, and the Arkansas Beef Council.
1: There goes Hale up the middle. He's gone. He's gonna go to the house. All the way to the end zone, he got caught at the end, but he's in for another score, another long run, 50 plus yards by Darius Hale, late flag comes in, but it was after the score, and Darius Hale is over 200 yards on the night, unbelievable performance by the freshman this evening.
0: Now, let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acri.
1: All right, we welcome you in for the third show of the season. Going to be with you again. Nathan Brown, Justin Acre here at Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. Bears coming off a tough one on the road at Ole Miss 59-3, the final. And, Coach, we knew going in this was going to be a tall order against an incredibly talented top 25 Ole Miss team. And I think we can both agree they're going to win a lot of football games. We'll be playing in the postseason as well. And, uh... You know they—they they obviously got you guys off to a bad start, and then didn't really let their foot off the gas too much.
2: Yeah. You, bottom line is you can't give a team like that any any breath, and we did. I mean, like like uh, to to dig yourself in a hole like we did early in the game just just put us behind the eight ball. We knew going in that it was going to going to be a tall task as it is, uh, but we just dug ourselves too big a hole to to really tread water and get out of. And that's that's an unfortunate thing. Is is I think our guys played four quarters, played played hard, and. Uh, you know, we put ourselves in some tough spots, but, but again, I, I, credit goes to Ole Miss. I mean, I'm not going to give credit where credit's not due. I mean, Coach Kiffin has that team rolling. They're good. I mean, uh, you look at the length and athleticism and size that they have from top to bottom, you know, really all three levels on defense, and then, you know, their offensive line is the biggest offensive line I think I've ever played against. Uh, and, 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 look, <laughs> I, even at times our defense was in great spots, and receivers just made sports center type plays. I mean, yeah. just they, they're a good team, and, and so – uh, very, very limited room for error in a game like that. We just made too many, especially early in the game.
1: Uh, you avoid a shutout. It would have been the first one in three years. How important is that to you? I mean, is that
2: – Well, I mean, you know, I, I went for it a couple times on fourth down, yeah. you know, and, and probably could have kicked two, maybe three more field goals. And, I, I, you know, I don't ever look at that because in a game like that, you're just looking to, to, to build confidence in, in – in, uh, in your offense, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling to move the ball, um, you know, and, and uh, the opportunity as it gets, it gets, gets, gets that wide a margin. I mean, yeah, it's nice to put points on the board, but I also think it's important that your team knows that you trust them. And, my guys were telling me go for it on fourth down a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the competitive nature, and so we did. And so uh, – but it was good to see Hayden Ray knock it down when we called his number. Sure I mean, was. he looked like his old self. I mean, he put it right down the middle of the uprights and, and uh, you know, made a great kick. It was real solid. And, you know, hopefully that builds his confidence and we'll, because we're going to need it as we move forward.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. We talked about this in the booth a little bit. I'm sure you would uh, – I'd like to get your thoughts on this. But, you know, you talk about, you know, you try trying to play to your standard. And whether you're playing a lower-level team that you're expected to beat, you know, badly and, and are on, on a roll against – or you're in this situation where the game's out of reach fairly early on. Um, there are ways to improve, get better, and and work on yourself, right?
2: I don't think there's any question. I mean, I mean, we, we got a, we had a lot of guys get reps that uh, didn't get reps the week before. Um, you know, we we want to continue to play sound football. I mean, the, at the end of the day, I think the coach a coach's worst nightmare is to go into a game looking unorganized. Um, and so, so obviously, there were some moments of fran- being frantic in that game, but I think we we weathered the storm. Uh, we got our wits about us, and and uh, you know, obviously the final score is indicative of, of 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 maybe how we can improve during that game. But but uh, uh, I thought our guys battled, man. And, and at the end of the day, uh, when we went in the locker room when the when the night was over, um, they weren't happy about it. Um, but I can see in their eyes we're ready to turn the page and, and move on to the next one. And, and as frustrating and, and, and as tough as that is, uh, that's just called sports sometimes. We've been on the other end of that against teams too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know you don't need validation from anybody. I mean, again, that's sometimes the way that things go, and if it gets going downhill, unfortunately, it can go the wrong way. But I will tell you this, at halftime I was going to take a little drink break, and I bumped into a familiar face, and he stopped me. He saw my UCA shirt, and it was Monty Kiffin. Oh, wow, okay. And he said – please be sure to tell your coach and your guys that he goes, I'm very impressed with how hard they play. And he said, I think you got a really good team. And I said, I, th- I think you guys have a really good team, too. He goes, yeah, we, we got a lot of dudes. So, uh, But he was very complimentary of the team. and He's seen a lot of football over the years. That's
2: pretty neat because, I mean, I, he's basically the inventor of the Tampa 2, right? Yeah. I mean, like that, that guy is as prestigious a name on the defensive side of the ball as there is in football. And so, uh, you know, that's, an, that's a pretty neat deal. That's yeah. awesome
1: to hear. I thought it was cool. Um Let's talk about your quarterback a little bit, coach. And you got got to see both of them a little bit, and it was nice to see, you know, uh, you know, them both get on the field a little bit. Obviously, it's more fun when you're doing it in a blowout. But um, towards you, I guess. But uh, Will McElveen hasn't really settled in, it seems like, just yet. And obviously, it's it's a tall order against these first two teams. We did see the second half in the first game looked a lot more comfortable, and this game is just, you know, even though they didn't, them brought three most of the time, and just they were able to get pressure a lot. So. Uh, what, what's the expectation for him this week, and what are some keys you think for him to take the step forward to to for us to see the guy that you saw through fall camp?
2: Yeah, I think just some early confidence, getting him to, getting the ball out of his hands quick, throwing some early completions in the game. That's what we hadn't been able to do early in bo- both games we played this year. Uh, you know he's 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 still busting some rust off I think but as really as this game went on and in the second half you saw a better version of him as well I mean he him and him and Gerard uh, Barnes had a few few good connections as the game went on he hit miles Butler uh, miles Butler in a couple times in the game as well in the second half uh, you, you he's got that in him and I think everybody understands that they've seen it uh, it's just a matter of going and executing it in a game situation and uh, you know I, I, I I'll, I'll take a little bit of the blame to this because In this game plan that we played the other night, we made the strategic coaching move to to bleed the play clock down. I mean, I don't know if you noticed that, but that's not our style of play. Our style of play is a lot quicker tempo, a lot more uh, fast-paced, but we knew we needed to keep their offense on the sideline as much as possible. Even if we were forced in a three-and-out situation, we wanted to take time off the clock. And so we were telling Will, hey, bleed it down to four or five seconds left on the play clock before you snap it. It's hard to get in a rhythm when you do that. And uh, you know that's that's a little bit of of a coaching blame there, and and, and I don't know that in hindsight I would change that, uh, but maybe run a few more tempo plays in the first half to get us an opportunity, to maybe get some rhythm. Uh, but you know, so I, I you know we'll probably, especially early in the game, probably struggled, you know, getting in a rhythm, yeah. you know, having to slow the pace down and all that. Um, but it, but again, I saw him do enough in in in, in the second half to where you, you you're feeling confident. Uh, you know he's going to have a good week. It's not from a lack of effort. I mean the kids in the film room constantly. Uh, he's he's had good practices. Um, and again, you know, an opportunity to see Clifton McDowell come in, and uh, you know, albeit a uh, meaningless situation, but but move the ball down the field. And guy made a great interception late in the game. But but again, he uh, he moved the drive, moved the ball down with a good drive. And uh, you know, both of those guys will we'll, we'll build on those two.
1: Coach Kylan, James continue to impress in his yards per, per carry average. Only 4.8 this game, but he's you know leading the team at 7.6. and something he did well last year as well. And Darius fought for some tough yards as well. 15 carries, a little over three yards a carry for him. Uh, tonight we've got our leading receiver, Gerard Barnes, will join us. Ten catches on the season, had a big night the other night, six catches against Ole Miss. And your leading tackler, tackler Tamari Wilson, led the team last year and leads the team this year for the season. So we we'll are talk to both those guys coming up. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the starting lineup change. Just a few tweaks here and there in the two deep. So want to talk about that. and Obviously, some of that was forced by a couple of guys that were missing. So we'll, we'll touch on that when we return. And we will talk to one of our two student athletes after the break as well. We'll let them flip a coin or arm wrestle for it or whatever they want to do. And Tamarian just said, Gerard. give it to the receiver. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. The Nathan Brown Show continues after this from walk-ons in Conway on 106.7 Two.
0: If you have a question or comment for the head bear, send Justin a message on Twitter at JustinAcre7. Now back to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-Ons Sports Bistro in Conway, 955 South Amity Road, on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: That nap is back. Hold is good. Kick is on the way. Plenty of leg. It is up. It is good. There we go. Bears are on the board, 52 to three. A field goal has never felt so good. Welcome back to Walk-On Sports Bistro here in Conway. Justin Akery with the coach. We're going to be joined by Gerard Barnes, Bears leading receiver here in just a second. I want to talk to you about a couple of things, coach, uh, before we do that. And the lineup changed a little bit. I guess some of that was your hand was forced. Um, but there were some guys maybe that earned a little more playing time and opportunities this, coming, this last week, rather, against Ole Miss.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a situation where, especially early in the year, you, you, you've got some different deals that – that come into play, and I'll tell you what. I, what, what. What. Where we're get, got some good work in is you know you see a true freshman like Will Diggins. I mean, a left guard. I mean, he played a lot of significant stats or snaps uh, the other night uh, because of the injury to Jalen Hendricks. You know, we're hoping to we'll get him cleared tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be big for our, for 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 our group. Um, you know, and 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 if you look at you know back at in the secondary, you know. Tamar and Wilson and 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 uh, Trey Green had to play a lot of snaps because Cameron Godfrey didn't go, you know, and and uh, he was limited in, in what he did from his injury the the, uh, the week before. Christian Richmond didn't go uh, against Ole Miss, uh, so that that forced our hand a little bit at receiver. J D White played more snaps. Uh, obviously, Gerard basically didn't come out of the game in significant on significant snaps, which he probably likes. Um, but but, it, but 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 yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a ever ever evolving door at this point and and look we you know we're, we're you're limited depth wise a little bit at our level and uh you know we've got to develop some quality depth and a lot of young guys got a chance to play the other night uh you know cj boskett you know started at nickel the, the week before and he he had a kind of a, a banged up week in, in practice and so Casey clark came in and did a great job had an interception and and uh did did some uh did some good things as uh as uh, as the game went on so uh we were we were excited about that
1: all right, we are uh, gonna visit now with Gerard Barnes. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, not since uh, they were being fed to the Lions, and we had such a hard week on Christians, Coach. So, what's uh, what's Kane's <laughs> situation?
2: Uh, well, he hope he's a kid too that we could get back this week. Okay, I mean, like he's got he's, he he uh, he sees the doctor tomorrow as well. Okay. Um, so he's had an AC sprain in his shoulder. Uh, Obviously, being a guy that tackles, he needs his shoulder feeling good. Yeah. Uh, But he looks like he's getting better every single day. So hopefully he'll be available this week.
1: Well, here's a guy that feels good. I talked to him earlier, and we're talking to Gerard Barnes here, local product. Two Central Arkansas guys with us tonight. Gerard out of Cabot and had a uh, good night the other night. Six for 84, had a really nice catch down the sideline in a contested situation and now leads the team with 10 catches for 132. Good to see you. You're feeling good, you said?
3: I'm feeling great.
1: Okay. It must be – it's a long time coming. I mean, you had to sit last year with an injury. How did you spend last season? What did you do? Uh,
3: really, I just watched and cheered my team on from the side, especially the home games because that's really all I could do. I went to a couple of away games, but it was kind of rough going because I wanted to be out there. So I was like, I would just watch it from home instead of just going. But I was proud of them, how they played. But I wish I could be out there with them. Yeah. But it is what it is. It just – I'm moving forward, like, it's over with. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, wow, that's good. You're, you're ready to roll. That's good. Um, had you been to Oxford before?
3: Uh, when we played Ole Miss, we played them in Little up. Okay,
1: I couldn't so. remember. Yeah, I remember that game, actually, now that you mentioned that. Okay, it was a wild game. Um, how was that environment? What did you think about the trip over there?
3: It was – I loved it. Like, the bigger the crowd, the better I play or the more motivated I am. Uh, I don't know, I just like the big crowds and – I don't know. It just motivates me even more.
1: 58-373, the official second largest crowd in history that Central Arkansas football teams played in front of. And the last time it was at Texas Tech, and that game was real interesting late. Uh, that was the biggest crowd that the, the team had ever played in front of. But you like the, you like the big stage, and hopefully uh, you get an opportunity to do that again this year. I'm not sure what our crowd will be like this week, but you guys have got to be starving for a win. I mean, it's been I mean two very tough opponents right out of the gate. What's your mentality going into this week at Idaho State? Uh,
3: the way that I see it, um I feel like as soon as our team gets a taste of a win, like it's just going to keep coming and coming. I think we're just going to keep winning. Uh, We just got I feel like we just got a bunch of new guys that really didn't play last year on offense at least. Like me and the quarterback, we don't have that much chemistry as me and Braylon did obviously because we've only been together for so long. Uh, But I don't know. I feel like the pieces are going to end up falling into place and then we're just going to like figure everything out and then like – it'll be way better than it is right now.
1: Tell me about the receiver room. I mean, obviously you guys lost a couple of pretty good dudes last year, but uh, you got a good group here, and it's we're still kind of getting to know everybody, skills and, you know, strengths and weaknesses for the individual guys. What's the room like?
3: I mean, in my opinion, I think our room is very good. We have a very good receivers. Like, I trust, like, at least four or five of them. Like, if they went out there with me, like, I'm fine with them yeah. being out there with me. And I know what they can do, and, like, I'm – confident in what they can do and I'm confident what I can do so like in my head like anybody we line up against I think we have a pretty good chance that they're not going to be able to guard us so that's how I go about every game like, Will
1: Will is a guy that uh, we're talking to Gerard Barnes if you're just tuning in Will is a guy that is known to keep plays alive with his feet and again he's been under duress a lot unfortunately in these first couple of games hopefully he gets a little more time to work and maybe even pull it down a little bit more we did see him run for a touchdown against Missouri State What what's critical for a receiver with a guy like him that can keep plays alive uh, I mean
3: that gives us the extra opportunity, so, like, if he ends up scrambling and we run our route and we're not open, then if we scramble with him, like, we can end up getting open, and then that could, like, lead to a big play. So, like, it could be beneficial on our part, and it's beneficial in his part because he can extend the play and make plays on his feet.
1: Tell me about camp, like, working with him and things that stood out to you. I know the, the coaching staff was, they were pleased with what they saw as he earned the job. What did you notice as a receiver that you liked? Uh, the
3: way that he throws the ball, like, I don't know. I can't even explain it, like. It feels good when I when it comes to me. Uh, I don't know. It has a tight spiral. And I don't know. He's, he's very smart. Like, he watches film. Like, he knows what he's talking about. Like, when we would do 7-on-7 seven seven in the summer, like, I'll be beside him. And he's going to – he was, like, picking apart our defense. And he was like, okay, he's going to go there. He's going to go there. And then he would, like, throw a touchdown. And then I was, like, impressed. I was like, oh, he actually knows what he's talking about.
1: I feel like it was a decade ago that I was calling your state championship game when you guys – we're knocking off uh, Bentonville in the state championship in basketball. What year is this for college football for you?
3: This is my sixth year.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you know, you still got a year left, right? I do. Will you come back next year?
3: I mean, depending on how this year goes, like, obviously I want to go pro, but if they say I need to know, say another year, then I'll stay another year.
1: Yeah, but that's your but, plan ultimately? Mm-hmm. What are you studying? Uh, I've got do you have my, to go to class anymore? I mean, are they just mean, off now? I mean, I got
3: my master's. Uh, I got my bachelor's in logistics and supply chain management and then my master's in business.
1: What's your plan when football's over?
3: Um I don't know yet.
1: Well, you do not have to think about it. Yeah, that's I'm good.
3: Focusing on football right now. What's the, what's
1: the key to beating the uh, the Bengals this week? The Bengals. Um, I don't know how Idaho State became the Bengals. I don't know what kind of I didn't of... know
3: they were the Bengals. Well, I don't
1: know what their tiger situation is out in Idaho, coach. I know they got potatoes. I don't know how many <laughs> I don't, know how uh, many, uh, I don't know how many of those they got, but uh, we'll have to keep it. Bengals behind. is but an
2: interesting mascot. It really is for there.
1: That's good, though. Yeah. That's not yeah. the most important thing for you, I guess. <laughs> no. yeah. I don't really so what are the keys,
3: you think, for you guys? I mean, just being able to – if we move the ball, then we'll win the game. That's how I see it because our defense, I know they're going to do good. It's like if we move the ball, we'll be fine.
1: I love it. Good luck this week. Thank you. All right. Sherrod Barnes, we'll uh, take a break here in just a second, and then we'll visit with uh, Tamarian Wilson. Coach, good to have a couple of uh, local guys, Central Arkansas guys, with us tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean that—that's that's the core of our program. I mean, if you, if you, uh, if you could slice up a perfect recruit, at someone from the Central Arkansas area that understands what we're about here at Central Arkansas football, and you know these are two perfect examples of that—a Cabot product and a Bryant product—and that's two of the best programs in the state, yep. and these are two of the best players on our team, and that's what we would consistently want to go get.
1: Some good things we talked about, um, Hayden Ray knocking down a field goal, and again, I think we sat here last week and said neither one of us had any doubt at all that he'd get on track, and it was good to see him knock one down. Again, he'd been hitting it really good, just had to get it between the uprights, so that was nice to see. I want to ask you about um, kind of your kickoff strategy and what your expectations are going forward. I haven't got a touchback yet. Unfortunately, I have got to kick it off nearly as much as we want to, but... Hopefully, we'll see more of that. But uh, do you anticipate some touchbacks, or what is your strategy on kickoff? Well,
2: I think I think Jake Ward's kicked the ball pretty well. I mean, the one that I, honestly, I was kind of surprised that Ole Miss brought the first one out uh, in in the yeah. game. It was about three yards deep, but obviously they're being aggressive. They probably think they have an advantage, and uh, you know we were able to get the guy down about the thirty yard line. But we are we're, we're gonna we're gonna roll with Jake, and Jake does a good job. He puts it in good placement. I think that's more important to us is where he places the places the kickoff directionally uh, similar to how Chandler's been punting you know a lot of times people go well why is he putting to the sideline well that's because that's where our coverage is going you know and so uh, that's important and Jake, Jake's has be consistent with that uh, we're continuing to kind of figure out what our personnel is on kickoff um, you know we're getting the right guys out there and, and put us in the right situation uh, the other night we just decided to put a sky up just because of the the, the cal- you know how the game was going the second kickoff we kicked off uh, to give us an opportunity to get you know to get the guy down quick and we did a good job of that so um, you know special teams are constant evaluation and uh, we've got to get guys that can run down there that, that want to run down with violent speed and go down with passion and and, and and really not afraid to hit the ball carrier. and I think that's the guys we're gonna have ready to go uh, running down against Idaho State
1: one last thing here, and then we'll take our time out. But 17 points came off turnovers for Ole Miss the other day, and that's a team that doesn't need yeah. any additional help. Um, let's hold this for just a second, Todd, if we can. I want to ask you about the what you saw on tape uh, that they were able to exploit on the pump blocks.
2: Well, the first one was just a bad snap. I mean, just Justin Kyers has been here for three years has been perfect. I mean, like, and I think I'm out of jinxing because I said something in a deal last week about how he'd been perfect. And, and I'll tell you, it was pretty unfortunate. I mean, there, there came a pretty thick – Fine rain. Yeah. That first drive that we got the ball and uh, and uh, and and obviously we 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 ended up having to punt and and the ball sat there for about twenty seconds before we you know the punt team grabbed the snap and all that so it was a very wet ball and that's not an excuse but but a tough deal for Justin just just kind of sailed the snap. Chandler's got to jump on it instead of trying to trying to pick it up and you know it, it resulted in a in, in a uh, in a touchdown and then the block punt was just a great play by them. I mean that the guy you know we could have done a better job cutting off the block. Uh, but unfortunately, we we, we, uh, we got a little bit out athleted in that situation, and the guy the guy came with a lot of speed and, and made the play. So uh, we'll make the proper adjustments. Obviously, we need to block first before we go out in coverage. Most
1: important thing is is that we get the kickoff. We don't get it blocked. Did uh, it was a turf field, and you don't see much of that. Do you guys like that, dislike that? How do they feel about turf versus or grass versus turf? The right?
2: they, I think the guys love the grass. I yeah. mean, that was one of the, one, a very well kept field. I mean, even with it being pretty soggy, uh, you didn't see a bunch of divots. You didn't see a bunch of guys slipping. Um, you know that 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 was a uh, whoever the Ole Miss maintenance crew is. Kudos to them. I mean, it was phenomenal. Um, and I think our guys, our, our guys love it. Our guys love practicing on our practice field. Um, our grass practice field. Yeah. Our maintenance staff does a great job with it, and we get out on it as much as we possibly can. It's a little softer than the than the than the uh, than the turf is. So um, our guys are big fans of, of
1: grass. Safe to say, not playing on grass this week.
2: Nope, we're inside. We're inside.
1: Be, a, be quite no, a feat. No, no be no, impressive if they could pull it off. No wind factor. No, that's true too. That's exactly right. And no, no rain, thankfully. So that's good. 7:24. We're here at Walk On Sports Bistro in Conway. The Nathan Brown Show continuing after the break. When we talk, uh, we come back. Rather, we're going to talk to Tamarin Wilson, leading tackler for the Bears last year, has designs on being the leading tackler for the Bears this year. We'll check in with him when we come back. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. Outside.
1: Intercepted! It is intercepted at the 38-yard line, stepping right in front is the deuce, is loose. Casey Clark, he's been in on a lot of tackles tonight, and that time read the eyes... Of O'Baltmire perfectly jumps in front and picks it off. All right, we welcome you back into walk-ons. And, uh, Coach, second week in a row we haven't had a whole lot of highlights to pull. So let's hope we get a whole bunch this week out in Pocatello, Idaho. Looking forward to the trip, and we'll talk more about the Bengals coming up in a bit. But uh, that was a nice play by K.C. Clark, who got a – you know, it seemed like we were calling his name a lot the other night. Yeah, I thought he rose up to the occasion. I
2: mean, he's been here for for a year, and, uh, you know, his number was called because of an injury. Uh, and he made the most of it. Uh, you know, he looked like the guy that we knew we recruited. And KC's a smart kid, uh, understands football, and, and then getting his opportunity. I mean, that's what I talk about to guys all the time is when your number's called, take advantage of it. And that's exactly what KC Clark did on, on Saturday
1: night. Well, seven's number gets called a lot too. Tamari and Wilson joining us, at least one of the sevens. Actually, both the sevens get called a lot, actually. <laughs> the double numbers, Coach, the bane of my existence. But the problem is for you two, it seems like, you know, all your double numbers are guys that are key on both sides yeah, of the ball. Yeah, so. Anyway, uh, Tamari Wilson, leading tackler last year for the Bears. Had a chance to talk to him before the Missouri State game as well on uh, the zone. It was nice to visit, and uh, you're feeling confident going into the season. Feel like you got some very high personal expectations this season, I think. Yes, sir. So tell me about the other night. We were talking to Gerard about it the other night, um, you know, a little bit ago about, you know, kind of the environment and playing in front of a big crowd, you know, an SEC school. Um, How'd you feel going in?
4: I feel like when you come out of high school, um, you live for, like, you want, you want to be highly recruited. But, you know, also it ain't about being highly recruited. It's about getting a chance to play on the next level. And um, when you play teams like uh, Ole Miss, you uh, want to get the most out of it.
1: You're a guy that got an interception, in his first game. So, I mean, obviously there's no environment's going to intimidate you, I would assume. <laughs> um, but was it – I mean, it's got to be pretty cool, though, running out in front of almost 60,000 people.
4: Yeah, it was a great environment. Yeah. Awesome environment.
1: So tell me about maintaining focus in a game like that. Obviously, that one got out of hand pretty early on and a couple things didn't go your way. Was it hard at all to maintain your focus and kind of do what you do?
4: Well, we just, you just kept fighting, just kept clawing at them, just uh, just really just trying to see uh, what they fold. So, and they didn't, and they just kept going.
1: So we, Coach mentioned it, um, you know, Mingo specifically, but a couple of the other guys too, the receivers are just, I mean, some serious playmakers. I mean, most of the night, you guys were in great position. I thought uh, defensively. How do you feel like you guys, you know, read your keys and, and played your spots?
4: Well, we I feel like we read our keys good. We just got to make plays on the ball now. We just got to create turnovers and um, also tackling too. We missed a lot of tackles, so I feel like they have been. We would, the, 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 the game would have been changed if we would have made more tackles and created turnovers.
1: Yeah. What's your feeling going into this week?
4: Um, I feel like we could come out with a win. This is a big week for us. I feel like this is a must-win game for us because we we are 0-2 right now. I feel like um, we just need a win just to get our,
1: you know, fight back about us. Get the Mo going the right way, maybe. uh, Coach and I talked last week. You guys have three straight road games, and he said maybe that could be a good thing. Got a lot of new guys who have come in this year and contributing. I mean, on the road, I mean, you're sort of forced together, maybe even more so at home than at home, and, also, maybe some fewer distractions. You like road games?
4: Um, uh, not really, because I like to get my I like to have my family here. Yeah. In Conway, so I like to play uh, in Conway. But road games is a little. You get to experience uh, another state sometimes. It's have just, you been to
1: Idaho before? No, sir. I haven't either, actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think that's gonna be the case for most of us. Um, so, what are your goals this season? We talked about a little bit a couple of weeks ago. What What are your goals?
4: I just feel like I want to be the best version of myself, being the best teammate, being the best player I can be, and just set an example for defense. Yeah, being
1: a captain. You're a guy who's physically imposing uh, for your position, specifically. Uh, is this? I mean, you want to stay this size? Would you go, want to get bigger? I mean, what's your plan long-term? How, physically, what do you want to look like?
4: I really just want to put on more muscle, basically, and lose uh, a little more fat. But I feel like I'm in a great spot right now.
1: Yeah. What are you playing at right now, weight wise? Two hundred five. Okay, gotcha, coach. I want to put a lot of more muscle. Putting on fat's easy. That that part has. <laughs> hey, to be an I'm issue.
2: fine with that. He wants to put on more muscle. Let's go. Keep it up.
1: <laughs> well, how about from the, for your perspective, coach? Defensive back so far. Um, how do you feel like they've held up to the test? Well,
2: let me let me compliment T Bird real fast. And and uh, you know, one thing I've seen that when he came in as a true freshman, he played immediately. And uh, you know, he came in in a tough time in the COVID year and. Uh, didn't skip a beat. We knew he was going to be a great player, but you know he got forced into duty. Early, like you just said, I mean, his first career game, he seals the game with an interception, right? Uh, but what you've seen him do really from last year to this year um, is really take on a, a leadership role, not only with just the defense, but as a whole. Uh, he's always played with a great edge, and, and that's been one of the best things about him is is there's always that fine line. He's going to he's going to he's like a Ed Reed type safety. He's going he's going to push the limit. Uh, whether it's a practice or the game or whatever it is. Well, now I think he's turned that into honing it in the right direction for the team. And, and what he just said for his goals of the year, you didn't hear one individual goal. You heard everything about the team. And I think that's when, you're, when your top guys are doing that, then good things will happen. It's going to happen. It's, it can't help but not happen.
1: Tomorrow, Wilson joining us on the Nathan Brown Show tonight here at Walk-Ons. Uh, I heard there was a little friendly fire at practice the other day. Oh. You and Trey, I heard, had a uh, train wreck. <laughs> what happened?
4: Uh. Well, they just – we were practicing uh, Ole Miss crossing routes, and I guess they, the scout team ran it one wrong route, and we came to collapse and see each other. It, it
2: it may have been one of the largest collisions, I think. I, and,
4: and, look, I'd say, I
2: said this after. Thank God him and Trey Green are both built like brick houses. Yeah. Because if one of them was a straw house,
1: yeah, they wouldn't be alive. Yeah. <laughs> but you both got up okay out of that one? sir. You both got up out of the play okay? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Athletics. Well, it's, it's good if you're going to run into each other, better to do it at practice than in the game, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. It may be
4: <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: there were not as many prying eyes at practice, that's for sure, but a little bird told me. So uh, it got back to me, but I, I would rather see it there than at practice for sure. Well, good luck this week. Let's go get a win. Appreciate sure. it. Thank sure. you. All right, Tamari and Wilson. And the uh, Bears taking on the Bengals of Idaho State. That will figure heavily into our two-minute drill today with Coach. We'll talk about that. We also uh, have got the beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council. Get to know the Bengals a little bit better on the other side. We are uh, watching some Monday Night Football here. Not too bad. Pretty interesting. And the Denver Broncos are trailing on the road at Seattle.
0: Go purple, go gray, go UCA. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network. Coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. A great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. All right, welcome back here to Walk-On Sports Bistro. Coach, uh,
1: through curveball today, I was trying to change the mojo. I went salad the first two weeks. Went Mahi tonight. I love it. So I went Mahi was pretty money, I gotta I say. Know,
2: I don't know how the Mahi would be in Idaho.
1: Well, I <laughs> I don't know. They, they got about as much Mahi as we got here, I think, but well, it's fine, I'll tell you that much. River, r- river trout up there. Yeah, probably. there you go. Probably river, so. Yeah. I'm excited. This is gonna be a fun trip this week. I, have you been to Idaho before? I've never been to Idaho. I've been almost, I think I've been to every single western state except for that I've one. I've been all around it. I've yeah. just never never been to Idaho. Well, I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be fun and uh playing in a dome this week, so we'll get to that in a second. I wanna talk to you about one more guy, Coach. Didn't mention his name yet, and uh, if he's listening at home, he's like, Hey, what about me? Uh, he's probably not, but I would be. Demetrius <laughs> Charles, again, another guy we called a lot. Led the team in tackles the other day with eight, and he was all over the place. And, yeah, uh, had a tackle for loss as well.
2: DC one of one of my favorite players on the team. I mean, he's he's just such a passionate kid that uh, has has worked so hard to get what he what he's done to this point, and uh, you know, the fruits of his labor is being rewarded. He's he's a guy that's that started the first two games, and uh, you know, he's uh, he's a kid that that has had to work his way into his position. And uh, him and Coach Jackson, our linebackers coach, have a great rapport, and uh, you're going to keep seeing you're going to keep seeing great things out of DC. He's a, he's a really really good football player. I think everybody that knows him, especially these two guys sitting next to me, know that uh, there's not a kid that cares about cares about or has more passion about the game and the UCA Bears than than uh, Demetrius Charles.
1: And then one more guy I wanted to mention too was Corley Hooper got a, his first yeah. start the other day, and you know, local guy from I don't know how far Ekru is from he says 20, 20
2: minutes from the house.
1: Yeah, I bumped in the guy who was the. Uh, the sideline uh frequency coordinator knew him from high school so he was talking him up to us and and he comes in he's like uh here to here to check your frequencies you know we gotta get (laughs) steve-o lined up down so we can interview you after the game and uh i said well no we're good he goes i ain't worried about you he said i need to know what you guys are on and i was like sorry bro we don't we're not fancy like that but uh yeah but he, he had some good words about him but uh we saw him thump some people in the first game and obviously earn a little more PT.
2: Corley's a great player. I mean, he he's still figuring out, uh, you know, our base defense and what we're doing, but he's a kid that we recruited to be uh, a cornerstone linebacker for us for his time here at UCA, and uh, he doesn't disappoint. He is a true middle linebacker. He's, I think, I heard him in an interview with Steve O uh, before the game. Said that he, you know, models his game after Luke Keekley and that's kind of who he reminds me of. Obviously, not quite the speed Keekley had, um, but but man, he's around the ball. If you go, if you watch our scrimmages through the spring and through the fall, he was he was one of those guys that you'd look up and he'd have ten tackles in the scrimmage, and uh, so we, he, he's gonna. You're gonna keep seeing him progress and be better and better as the year goes on.
1: Uh, I want to touch on quickly the league, and there weren't a lot of notable games. Although I will say that. Um, Austin P is edging its way towards the top 25 after a shutout victory over Mississippi Valley State. Uh, I don't think Jerry Rice can be very happy about that final score there. But a big win for Eastern Kentucky. That was a story of the league over yeah. the weekend. Seven overtimes. Yeah. We were falling in the booth, 59-57. And, uh, you know, that's a, obviously a big a big win for them, and that's a team you knew was going to be tough anyway. And that's a, obviously a big confidence booster for them.
2: That's an instant classic. I mean, that, I, I, I looked at the box score after the game and saw that they, uh, they had won in seven overtimes. Obviously, what East Kentucky's doing, what they're doing, is amazing. With their head coach going through the the, the heart condition he's with, so I know they've got to enter him in there. And uh, you know, so it's impressive. They, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of uh, a lot of good players. We know that we played them a lot over the last couple of years. And uh, you know, any any time our, our conference can get a win like that, that's huge for the a Sun and and uh, big for the for our RPI and, and and all the things you're looking for as far as getting right large bids and. You know, we're always rooting for our conference schools and non-conference games. I think that's a big deal
1: for us. Well, and you guys, you know, we've talked about, you know, the situation you're in, taking your lumps against two really good teams, Missouri State, again, now 2-0 and after a tough, hard-fought yeah. win against a top-25 team the other day. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you look at the team that was picked to win the whole thing, Kennesaw State, they're 0-2, obviously lost to Cincy, which is certainly, you know, no, no indictment of their program. But it's Samford, too, another good FCS yeah. program. So they've, they've taken it on the chin. So I guess everybody kind of getting their – They're tough lessons early on that hopefully will pay dividends later.
2: Well, and you're seeing that. You're dealing with a lot of teams with a lot of new guys and faces. I mean, transfers are all over the map. And so, you know, some teams that, you know, kind of like Missouri State, they've got a lot of experience back. I think you're seeing them have early success and, you know, maybe not so much for the teams that are trying to, to, you know, to mold their team and figure out who they are, their identity, and the different things you're looking for to have a successful season.
1: Let's dive in. We've got about four or five minutes here to the beef report on on, um – Idaho State, let me update that on my little notes here. The Bengals are 0-2, and, boy, talk about being challenged in the early going, Coach. I mean, you go to, you know, UNLV out of the gate, a team that struggled a little bit as an FBS program, but they've been kind of on the come a little bit, gotten a little better as the year went on last year, than San Diego State, which is obviously a very well-thought-of program. So they have had a tough start on the road. Coming off a 1-10 season, coaching change to a guy named Charlie Ragle, who was on the staff at Arizona, was at Cal before, mostly special teams coordinator over the years, but incredibly successful high school coach at 63 and 7 at Chaparral High School in Arizona. And uh, obviously, they're trying to break out of what has been a long negative trend for the program 2 and 4 the year before the COVID year, 3 and 9 in 2019. So he's trying to kind of build some confidence, and I would think that going out there and jumping on him will be particularly key.
2: Yeah, I've heard a few interviews with Coach Regal, and he seems like my kind of guy. I mean, he's got a lot of energy, very passionate about his team, seems to love his players, um, very similar to, to the way I approach coaching. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think they're sitting there telling their team the same thing that we're telling ours. I mean, look, we're 0-2, but we lost to two really good football teams, right? I mean, anytime you start the season out against two FBS opponents, and I'll be at one of them being San Diego State, who's a – cussed top twenty five team every year. You know the last couple years, uh, and and then you you're you're feeling pretty good. And I think you could see improvement from week one to week two. I thought they played San Diego State better than they played UNLV the week before, and so that's a sign of a well coached team. Uh, He's going to have them ready. This their first home game, so that you know first home game of a new coach's era is always exciting. Uh, So we're going to have to weather that. You know we're going all the way across the country and playing a long road trip, and they're getting a chance to host us, and both of us are trying to get the same thing, get that first taste of, of a win in our mouth. And, and uh, you know, we're going to have to play good. I mean, like I tell people this all the time. Like, you know, that Ma- that big sky conference, you know, a lot of times you look at it and it, it's deceiving. You know, they don't look as fast, or they don't look this, or they don't look that, but they're always bigger, faster, and stronger than you anticipate. Yeah. They always are. And so uh, we've, we're going to have to guard against that and uh, know that we're going to go
1: against a tough team. I still wake up in a cold sweat thinking about Montana. Whoo buddy.
2: Very cold sweat. Oh, it was rough. very cold.
1: That was a tough, tough trip. Uh, they've got a couple quarterbacks, Coach, and I'm not sure exactly what their plan is going forward long term, and maybe, you know, Coach Kiffin talked about kind of giving both guys an opportunity. Maybe that's what Coach Regal was trying to do. They've had their moments, both of them Hunter Hayes and Tyler Vanderwall. What's your expectation? I mean, they are built the same. Do they approach the same on tape.
2: Yeah, they look. This, I mean, the offense doesn't change a whole lot with both of them. They both have similar traits. They both can move around a little bit. They're big dudes, uh, both about six four. Yeah, and they they run some air raid concepts, so they're, they're going to try to spread the ball around. Uh, I believe I believe uh, the the uh, Vanderwall kid um, went down with an injury early in the game okay. last last week. Um, I think he is. I think he was kind of there, the, the guy that won the job coming out of camp. I think they had a battle up until the last week. Um, But he went down with a shoulder injury. I'm not sure the extent of it, whether he'll be back. I know he never came back in the game against uh, against, uh, uh, San Diego State. So uh, you saw Hunter Hayes the rest of the game, and he did a good job. He operated the offense. He looked like he belonged. Uh, but look, they didn't change a whole lot. They were still ran what they ran, that what they were running with the with the with the Vanderwall kids. So I, I don't expect much difference. But they're both very good players. I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get them down, keep them in the pocket, and they're big dudes. So we're gonna have to get them down when we get our hands on them.
1: Well, none of this is gonna have any bearing on the outcome of the game. But just uh, for those who are interested, this is Holt Arena is where the Bears are playing this weekend against the Bengals of Idaho State. This arena opened in 1970. And it is on campus. It's the oldest enclosed stadium on a college campus in the U.S. and the second oldest overall behind the Astrodome. So uh, kind of a cool story there. And and since the Astrodome closed in 06, it's the longest enclosed stadium that's been in use the entire time. So a lot of history there. Another little note I mentioned a coach earlier, Merrill Hodge, former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler, is a famous alum. Pocatello native, so I don't know if he'll be at the game or not. But the guy knows how to tie a gigantic knot on his tie. I'll give him that.
2: I want to get some lessons from him. Me too.
1: Absolutely. All right, it's 747. We're back with our two-minute drill, get Coach's thoughts about uh, the Idaho State trip, some keys to success for his team. They did give up a punt return for a touchdown, so maybe some opportunities on special teams going our way for a change would be nice. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Stay with us. Much more coming up on the Nathan Brown Show tonight from walk-ons in Conway on 106.7 Buzz 2.
0: We're talking Bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. All right.
1: Well, welcome you back in. Uh, 751 and Bears again coming off a tough one on the road at Oxford. The good news is uh gave you a little check and unfortunately like we saw around the country coach a lot of teams collected checks this last week and then beat the team that hosted them so it was a wild week in college football that's for sure
2: group of five teams had some success this weekend
1: sure did and uh yeah it's pretty wild speaking you know somebody was saying that uh, coach campbell was gonna be at the game did you see him i think he was
2: there i think uh i actually think his daughter tate did a, a visit with uh with their dance team or okay. cheerleaders type deal, um, I, I I spoke to him the day before. I know he was planning on going. I didn't get a chance to see him before or after. What's he doing? He is. Uh, I think he's scratching his eyes out. I think he wants to be coaching. To be yeah. honest with you, what you got an analyst opening? I mean, I would. <laughs> I would love to. I, wouldn't be. I wouldn't would hurt the biggest brand. And I think I think if he could get up here, he would do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's doing good though. I, I I keep up with Coach Campbell quite often.
1: He calls me every once in a while, and we'll uh, we have a running joke about what channel our game is on because. There was a guy that called my show years ago trying to find a game. We talked to him for like – it was like a who's on first routine <laughs> for 15 minutes. Anyway, uh, all right, let's get to our two-minute drill, then we'll come back around. I want to talk about travel and sort of plans and what it's like because, obviously, this is – you know, I, I mentioned the money thing, not not really to make a big deal about it, but also – but I know the arrangement this week with Idaho State, Dr. Tigg had told Steve, and we'll hear that in our pregame, but uh, kind of a unique arrangement yeah. with Idaho State, I guess, footing the bill for us to get yeah. there to beat them or play them. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't get ahead of yourself. You know, my fingers are <laughs> crossed and I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm confident in your bunch.
2: We are, too. Yeah, it, it, it's a great deal, and I would think Idaho State has to, uh, you know, financially they probably, probably have to invest just because it's hard to get there. They probably yeah. had struggle getting non-conference home games, and obviously we were willing uh, with, with with obviously the help of them and, uh, you know, making this, making this flight happen, and, and it, it works out well for us as an athletic department. And, again, it gives us a – a big sky conference game. I mean, that's a big deal when it's all said and done. When when you when you stack the cards up in November to see who the playoff teams are, you know, playing a big sky team is a big deal.
1: All right, this is the portion of the Nathan Brown Show that turns into the zone, Coach. This is the kind of dumb stuff okay. we do on my yeah. show. So we're going to have we're going to go completely off football here for the most part. All right, sounds good. Okay, uh, have you ever been to Idaho? We talked about this. No. Do you know how many Western states are you missing? Do you know on your on your on the big map? From
2: from literally from. I've been all around it, like you. Yeah. I think Idaho's the only one I'm missing.
1: Montana, Wyoming. I mean, I've been to
2: Montana, Montana, Wyoming. I've been to Oregon, Washington, California, Arizona, Utah. I mean, what? New
1: yeah. Mexico? New Mexico, yeah. Okay. Um, what do you put on your potato?
2: Ooh, I, so I'm not a sa- big sour cream guy. Okay. Uh, but I, I go lots of butter,
1: uh, bacon bits, and cheese. Okay, smart. Uh, sweet potato or regular potato? Regular. Okay. Crinkle, steak fry, oh. traditional, curly, or shoestring?
2: I, I, a good crispy cr- uh, 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 crinkle fry; those are hard to beat. Yeah, you don't see too many places that have those. That's true.
1: Um, well, or a tater tot. Tater tots oh, are good curb too. All the, so uh, if I go
2: to Sonic, I'm getting tater tots. 100. percent I mean, that's my go-to. Uh, if I
1: go anywhere, I'm getting tater tots <laughs> if they have them as an option. So, um, ketchup on your fries? Yes or no? Nope. No.
2: No, I'm not. I don't. I don't eat ketchup in general. Like I think ketchup is the most overrated condiment.
1: I apologize. your show. You can have whatever you want. So do you dip them in anything? Ranch barbecue, honey mustard, honey, anything? I I will literally dip them in any of those over ketchup. Really? Okay. Yes. Did you have a Mr. Potato Head growing up? Yes. Okay. I did. I did, too. That's great. I think I had two. It's amazing how much time we could spend on that. This is before video games, kids. Uh, (laughs) Spud Webb or the party dog Spuds McKenzie? Spud Webb. Okay. Be a lot better conversationalist, I'm sure. That's true. Spuds McKenzie was a pretty cool dog, though. He even got a name drop in a Tone Lokes song.
2: Spud Webb could really jump.
1: If you get name checked in a Tone Lokes song, you know you made it. I remember, <laughs> I'm remember. sure Spud Webb got mentioned in some rap Probably. songs over the years. But uh, And I can relate to Spud Webb because we're about the same height. Can and you jump as high as Spud Webb? Heck no. I can't jump as high as Spud McKenzie. Spud Webb could jump over me. Yeah, he's a bad dude. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the, the travel, the trip, and uh, yep. I guess what the plan is when you guys get there. And then also I need to ask about the dome, too, if there's anything yeah. unique about that. Well, You
2: know, we we don't jump on a plane every week, so there's a little bit of, of, of difference getting prepared for this week. So, you know getting the plane manifest ready, you know, getting guys' IDs, you know, names names put put on correctly, making sure they have their IDs, making sure that they're up to date. You know, there's just a lot of things. You wear a di- couple different hats this week. I want to give Coach Boykin uh, and Coach Novak and, and some of our staff a, a, a big shout-out because they're having to wear not only Coach's football team but also get a lot of the travel stuff coordinated. And uh, it's not just, you know – a lot of people think you just pull up to the tarmac and get on the plane and go. I mean, there's a lot leading up to it. Got to get your, you know, your weight, your equipment, all that stuff. Um, so so it's, it's it's a good deal. We'll fly out about uh, mid-morning on, on Friday. We'll get out there. Uh, obviously, you, you, you gain an hour going to the mountain time. Uh, once we get there, we'll, we'll get a bite to eat. And then we're actually going to go – we don't do this a lot, but we're going to go walk through um, at the stadium – uh, let the guys kind of go, and we did this at North Dakota State a couple years back. Um, go walk around and in, in, in the dome, and just get our bearings about us, and because it is different. I mean, bottom line, the elements aren't an issue, but 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 man, it's it's a little different. How's the lighting? well you know, where's their spot that could be a blind spot? I mean, there's just a lot of things. Catch a punt. You know, see what the ceiling looks like. So um, there's some different things that, that you worry about. Um, and then we'll go on a normal nightly routine like we're on a road game uh, as far as that goes. But the, the, the concern on Saturday is it is an earlier kickoff. You know, 2 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Mountain Time, it's going to add for a little bit of an accelerated morning than what we're used to. You know, we're used to so many 6 and 7 o'clock games in the A ASUN uh, in the old Southland Conference. I mean, you get an early, you know, early afternoon game, and yeah. that's – it's a little, little quick for these guys, so we've got to we've got to guard against that and be ready for that. Um, but look, we're looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of guys. Uh, we're planning on taking about seventy guys, seventy-two guys on the trip, and um, taking guys that are planning on going over there and getting a big win.
1: I love it. Give anybody on your team that's going to go
2: that hasn't flown before. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's probably a few. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, current players that have been here have obviously have obviously taken a. Taking a flight, but uh, but but again, like uh, you know, some of those freshmen that are going on for their first time, I'm sure it will be their first time to fly. No, it'll be
1: fun. We can get to go to get everybody uh, Air Bear heading west.
2: Air Bear, Air Force it. One, flying right
1: into uh, Pocatello, right?
2: Right into Pocatello. Yeah, that's good. I think we're two minutes from the hotel and two minutes from the from the stadium. So it's a it's a I don't know how big Pocatello is, but I like two minutes. I've
1: been researching places to uh, spend time. So there's a lot of good hiking. I think if anybody's making the trip out there, so I think it's be beautiful country. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Well, Coach, good luck this week. Excited about uh, seeing your team hopefully get the first big win of the season. Uh, Give me a couple of keys to success. I think early, early,
2: early success on offense. You know, make some first downs, get the ball in the end zone early in the game. I think you'll see the best best version of our offense from there. Just getting, getting that good taste, confidence in our mouth. I think th- th- throwing and catching the gimmies are going to be important. Uh, you know, hitting the receivers, hit, hitting the receivers, and being accurate with it will and all that. And then, and obviously on defense, I think it's going to be control of their pass game. They're going to throw the ball around a little bit. We have to collapse the pocket, get the quarterback down. If we can do that and make him uncomfortable, uh, then we'll have success on defense. Okay, I'm
1: going to get a T-Bird pick this week. You get you nice. coaches coach show mojo going your way. Uh, Game is at 2, as Coach mentioned. Central time, which means 1 o'clock pregame for us. We'll be over on the point, 94.1 of the Bear 91.3 here in Conway. Appreciate you tuning in. Looking forward to bringing this one for the Dome on Saturday out in Idaho. We'll be back next Monday here at Walk-Ons to recap it for you on the Nathan Brown Show. Thanks for tuning in. For Todd Pierce and for the coach, I'm Justin Acri. Appreciate you. We'll join you next Monday right here on 106.7 Buzz 2. Good night.
0: The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by the Arkansas Beef Council, Splash Car Wash, La Quinta Inn & Suites Conway, Conway Regional, AT&T, Highland Dairy, DDS Dentures & Implants, HD Roofing & Construction, and Conway Corp.